0: Time to recap the week that was on the Ontario campaign trail. Here's our provincial election panel. Tom Parkin, who is a principal with Impact Strategy. John Capobianco is with Fleischman Hillard High Road, and both join us now. Tom, John, good afternoon.
1: Hi there. Happy Friday.
0: Happy Friday. Okay, it looks like it's a happy one maybe for Doug Ford and the PCs because uh, we've got a a poll just released uh, yesterday. This done uh, by Ipsos exclusively for Global News. It found that 45% of respondents say they think the PCs will be reelected on June the 2nd. I mean, that's nearly one in every two people. Uh, John, with about a week to go, does it go without saying that this election seemingly is Doug Ford's to lose?
1: Well, you know, I I think it's certainly looking that way for sure, Jeff. But obviously, no one's taking it for granted. And, and neither is the the leader, Doug Ford, or or his team. All the candidates are working hard, and as they should, right to the very end, because obviously it's going to be key. and and every day in, in, uh, in election campaigns can, uh, can mean a week uh, worth, of, worth of time if something goes wrong. So they're being cautious. They're obviously optimistic about the results. But I do find, though, that even myself knocking on doors for, for my local candidate, I, I'm hearing that that there really isn't a sense of change. You know, they, they understand that there's some, some challenges that are facing Ontario, not least of which cost of living, which has really been strong. But they feel confident that, that with Doug Ford and, and some of the work that he's been doing in the last four years, and certainly sort of the focus of his campaign going into the next four years, that they p- feel pretty comfortable that that he's the right person to take us into that level. So, and also I think that there's no real sense of change, like there's no real desire for change. Some campaigns, you know, will will spark some level of of change amongst amongst voters, and you don't feel that certainly at the doors, and you're not seeing that at the polls. So. I do think that there's certainly some cautious optimism from the conservative's perspective, but never they're never going to take it for granted, and, and nor should they.
0: Okay, Tom, what do you make of this uh, poll? And in particular, the uh, Ford campaign, the PC campaign, it has come under fire of uh, recent weeks for seemingly trying to protect its leader, Doug Ford. Uh, he's not, uh, for example, overly available to the media in answering questions?
2: No, he's, he's definitely playing it as safe as he can. He's trying to not... Uh, engage on any issues. He's trying to not to make it easy for reporters to ask him questions or be around him. He doesn't have a campaign bus uh, where reporters can travel with him, for example. Uh, so he's trying to be very, very low key and uh, coach to the finish line. And um, I'm sure there's lots of groundwork being done and there's lots of internal communications being done to try and, you know, as John would point out, to, to try and make sure that his base is is, is solid but we're not hearing from him much if you're not in that in that group. And I think the big issue with, at this time is really whether, uh, whether, uh, you, you know, what has been going on between the NDP and the Liberals in the last week results in one or the other. And I have my views on this. Uh, one or the other can uh, actually pull ahead and show Ontarians that they have the chance to make a, a challenge against Ford, because a lot of the seat projections are still saying that he's. He's in the 70s and the mid-70s, and a majority is only 63. Uh, and his polling numbers aren't that great. He took 40% last time, and the polls are ranging between 35, 37, in that kind of zone this time. So the only reason that he's being able to, at this point, coast is because uh, it's it's not clear to a lot of voters what they're supposed to do to get rid of the guy. Now, I, I would very strongly suggest that you know people are – uh, they're focused on uh, – they're a little bit focused on the wrong thing if they're thinking about their vote, placing their vote in a way to to defeat. First of all, if you live in an, in an incumbent NDP riding, I mean, you should vote for the incumbent. That would be how to, to defeat. Uh, <laughs> it just makes sense, right? Um, and for those, uh, you know, generally, we, you know, if you look at this, it's not about the number of votes you get across the province. It's about where you get the votes and how you can win. It's about the number of seats you can win. And uh, on those scores, um, both the iPolitics uh, seat projections and the projections for 338.com show that uh, despite being a little bit behind on, on votes, on the popular vote, the NDP is ahead on seats. So I think Ms. Horvath, it's hard for a political leader to talk about this, but Ms. Horvath has to in some way help remind people that she is in fact the one close to Mr. Ford, Uh, And she is the one that if people are going to try and make a last minute move to bring him below a majority, uh, she is the one to rally around.
0: All right. And, uh, John, to that point, there was a NDP uh, memo uh, that uh, made the news that uh, insists that they do have the momentum to stop uh, Doug Ford. Do we think that's wishful thinking on uh, their behalf or is there a path to victory here for uh, Horvath and the NDP?
1: Well, I think I think it is a little bit of wishful thinking, to be honest. We, we we heard one from the Liberals. I think just a few days before that, where they said that their internal polls showed that they had the momentum and that they were obviously the one that is going to be facing uh, facing Doug Ford in, in the final week of the campaign. So I'm not surprised that the NDP would come back with with their own. I'm sure their internal polls might might very well show that. But you know, it's 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 not unusual for parties, certainly in the last week of the campaign. And today I think or tomorrow's the last day for advanced polls. So that aspect of Of the campaign, which, which if you recall from last week, I said there's milestones of the campaign, and one of them was advanced voting and trying to get all of your supporters to get out and vote uh, at those advanced polls. But now that they're closing, literally, you know, from Sunday onward till Thursday, it is straight out get out to vote, and all the campaigns will try to want to create some level of momentum we're certainly not seeing it we're not feeling it from the polls perspective certainly at the door the candidates aren't, aren't feeling it and they they knock on doors you know day in and day out so um not surprising that they have that they, i think they want to create that momentum but as tom says though you know it is it is a battle between the liberals and the ndp in some cases for for the next you know, who's going to get the most seats and and as you know from the last federal election campaign where Aaron o'toole got more of the popular vote, but lost the seat count. This is the same here. You know, our system is such that it doesn't matter what the poll numbers say. It really is seat distribution. And in this case, because the NDP have more incumbent MPs than the Liberals do, uh, you know, they can very well come in second place now.
0: You know, I saw a lot of comments uh, akin to this when it uh, came to that NDP uh, memo being leaked that people were uh, shocked. What a headline that a party's internal memo (laughs) says that uh, we have the momentum. Uh, But uh, to that point, Tom, let me ask you about Doug Ford.
1: It's like the debates, right? Jeff, it's like debates. After every debate, every leader, before the debate even ends, our leader won. Right,
0: (laughs) exactly. Uh, But Doug Ford campaigning in Hamilton yesterday. What, if anything, should we take from that, uh, Tom? That, of course, is Andrea Horvath's home riding he was right there in her backyard with uh, roughly a week to go
2: yeah i wouldn't take anything from that i think Hamilton's pretty strong for andrea and the ndp I, I don't think they have much concern about that uh she's in hamilton today in uh in in, in flamborough grant uh, flamborough uh, glanbrook uh, which is a riding that is just outside of Hamilton, takes a little bit of suburban Hamilton in and, and also small towns outside of Hamilton, which is a Tory seat. That's Donna Skelly's seat, the PC PCMPP. So, you know, this is a part of uh, touring. You go out there and you, you, you try and rally your folks against uh, uh, the opposition, um, you know, in places where you can, you think you can uh, try and, Rile up your your opponents a little bit,
0: sure, but Tom, does that say yep. to you that uh, they are overly confident the conservatives that with a week to go they're not trying to shore up their uh, incumbents or their traditional seats? They feel as if they've got those locked down and that uh, they can make moves in uh, n d p territory
2: i think I think that's been the pattern for the campaigns at least for I haven't watched the liberal campaign too closely, but for the p c and the n d p campaigns they've both been focused on their opponents' seats because they want to um, they want to show strength and putting your leader into an opponent's seat and, and saying, here I am, I'm in uh, Hamilton, Ontario, right? A uh, very strong NDP base for, you know, the PC being there, or um, or uh, Ms. Horvath going to Flamborough. Um, that c- kind of shows the same thing. It's like, I can go here and I can resonate with voters in this community. Uh, Andrea went to Belleville. She went to uh, Smith Falls. She went, she's going to Paris, Ontario this afternoon. So, these are not uh, NDP strongholds by any means but they're they're trying to project a message that I that you know I'm trying to win I am trying to go to the opposition take the fight to them and I think the the critical thing for miss forbath uh, is what you see what can make her in this last week what can change things is that in the poll the that was referenced in the in the uh, leaked NDP document I was talking about uh, some data that showed that uh, many 69% of liberal voters, if they, when they were asked, do you have a second choice? 69% of them said, well, yeah, I would vote NDP if I, if I had my second choice. But when you ask new Democrats, the same question, only 19% said they would vote liberal as their second choice, which is a real problem. I mean, this is why the liberals can't get up in their vote. They they get up in just to the high 20, sometimes 28, we've seen 29, but they keep kind of faltering back because there's a lot of people who are NDP supporters, they live in NDP ridings, they're going to vote for their NDP candidate, and they are not, they are not willing to uh, forgive what the, the liberals did during their term of government. That's just not, you know, they're not going to do that. Mm. On the other hand, there's a lot of, this is what the premise of this memo was, there's a lot of liberals who are willing to vote for the NDP, uh, especially if they think that that's a way of uh, you know, creating a pathway to bring Mr. Ford below the majority line. So the, their strategy is premised on on exactly that. But as I said earlier, it's tough for the NDP to do that if people don't understand, uh, as we've discussed that, on seat count, the projections put the NDP in second right. place. Popular vote, different different thing, but in our system, you know, it's <laughs> we may not like this system, but it's the one we have, and it's uh, it's based on the number of seats you're winning.
0: Yeah, and those statues you just cited there, Tom, about uh, liberals and their second choice, might be a big reason why uh, the NDP and the Liberals seem to be going head to head and at each other more than they are the incumbent, uh, the Conservatives, and uh, Doug Ford. Going to pick up on that point, and we got plenty more to discuss here with our provincial election panel, Tom Parkin, John Capobianco, More with them after a break here in the Jeff MacArthur Show.